0: And Welcome to MTG Profits. This is episode 39. I, I am your host, Devin, as always, joined by Andy. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is a podcast about all things Magic the Gathering. We, with a, we tend to pay more special attention to the financial aspects of magic, and, uh, but also we tend to get a lot of news information in there as well. So, as always, I'd like to point you to our website, which is mtgprofits.com. Uh, always some some funny stuff. It's relatively quick and easy to access. Andy does a great job putting information out there in very short, uh, easily consumed little bites of content. So uh, absolutely check that out. Yeah, we uh, we
1: uh, everything that we talk about, you can can reference that information off the site and and read more and more detail about that. And we're we're pulling no, news stories and things from all over the place.
0: So. Uh, check it out if you want some some more a deeper dive into to all of this <laughs> exactly exactly and uh and uh, also like i said some people like to look at instead of listen to so i i i tend to be a reader as opposed to a listener so you know i can understand people wanting to check that out so I mean, please, pictures please do yeah, yeah. you yeah.
1: want to look at pictures i mean
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so uh, mtgprofits.com Uh, Andy and I were discussing a little bit earlier, uh, before the podcast started, whether or not, uh, the listeners would prefer, uh, a more short format, uh, sort of punchier topics and, uh, moving from topic to topic more quickly, or if you prefer the, the typical sort of long format that we have adopted in, as a podcast. So, uh, if you'd like to, uh, shoot us your preferences, that would always be welcome. We're always looking for, uh criticism and or comment. So please uh feel free to email us anytime at mtg at gmail or just uh comment uh, below. Comment in uh in any form. You can comment on YouTube, comment in the uh the uh, SoundCloud or the anchor I should say and uh yep. basically uh feel free to give us any feedback you like. But um in particular, uh we're interested in whether or not you as the listener prefer. Uh, shorter formats, or if you like the long format that we've sort of uh, have a, a penchant for providing. Yeah. So um, again, that's uh, mtgprofits at com. We look forward to your comments. Yeah, we definitely want to, to hear from you, and if you just want to write us and tell us how great we are, we're we're happy with that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No one no <laughs> one ever tires of that. So no, uh, so bring bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> well, that's, uh, absolutely, but so we'll take criticism as well. I'll uh, pretty, yeah, take anything. Absolutely.
1: So uh, absolutely, uh, we'll take anything at this point, or if there's something altogether, you know, different uh, that you would suggest. You know, we're we're open to new ideas or new segments, and we've got lots of ideas ourselves, Uh, but we want to hear from you on all that, too.
0: Yeah, we'd like to know what you want so that we can kind of provide that. So you, the listeners, sort of have direction of the show, especially since it's relatively early on. We want you to feel like you have some input and uh, can help direct where we're going. So um, uh, p- provide a feedback, and we will uh, take it to heart. We shall listen. Absolutely. So uh so not not a huge news week at least uh i know you've got a few news items for us to go over i want to i want to say you were to, wanted to talk about arena a little bit and yeah, uh, I,
1: yeah I agree I, I don't think we've we've seen anything you know
0: huge this week
1: we've got a couple things that have been in the works for last couple weeks that are ongoing um you know i think we're 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 finally over the um the ebay debacles and the uh, debacles and uh you know, we're we're back to uh, regular kind of news here uh, until the next uh, blunder. Uh, yeah, give it time, <laughs> give it time. Yes, well, you know, the Modern Horizons is coming up, so we can we can mess that up
0: somehow. Uh, although that's going to be have that'll have normal distribution. <laughs> that's then, true, yeah. So I don't think we have to worry too too Not,
1: much, so stuff, much but, on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, speaking of arena, there was
1: some arena news for uh, first off the there was the update. We mentioned this before that there was a uh, a May update, and that happened uh, just the other week. Um, so that brought with it the War of the Spark Chronicles, which basically gave you to, to play along with the storyline in uh Magic Arena. And it brought with it these stained glass Planeswalker card styles that you can earn. Uh, so something new. Um, you can play this event here. It's all free. Uh, you can play toward that. Um, have you done that by any chance I, I have, I have. I have oh, played that. Nice. And, you know, it's, it's the, the event is one of these uh, Mormir uh, events, which if you're, you're not familiar with that, you, in this particular event, in this, it's a Mormir event centered around the Planeswalkers, you have a deck of Planeswalkers. It's just Planeswalkers and lands. Everybody has the same deck. And on your turn, you're basically either playing a Planeswalker, uh, playing a land, or you are using the Mormir um, ability to summon a random creature uh, for whatever you pay for X. So you pay two
0: okay.
1: uh, two lands, you're going to get a random two-mana cost creature. Okay. Uh, so I feel that it, it's... A largely a luck-based uh, kind of setup.
0: Uh, I would assume so.
1: So it's basically whoever is getting the random best creature. So <laughs> you may get the sucky one-one, or you might get a amazing one-one like the the dread what is he the dreadhorde butcher uh, on turn two. Uh, you know it could really go either way. I mean I, I've had a number of games where I just got totally terrible. Creatures and my opponent got amazing creatures and vice versa. Uh So I think there's a lot of a lot of luck to that. And I almost feel that in this, the planeswalkers almost don't come into play because what's what's better, a planeswalker who is so so or a seven mana costing random creature? Yeah, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Probably yeah. the creature. I mean, because the, the planeswalker's not physically attacking and causing damage for, for the most part. Yeah. So. Uh, they're really kind of useless, <laughs> except for <laughs> uh, distractions, really. Uh, so I mean, there's a handful that I would I tend to keep in my hand, like Nissa, for example. But uh, everybody else is a, is a dump.
0: Uh, well, and I guess I that's see. the other
1: thing to say: to activate this this warmer uh, ability, you have to discard a card. So you're either okay. going to be discarding a land or a planeswalker. I see. Okay. So, and there is, this event has, uh, I guess, five parts to it. So you, your first part to get the, and every other part you can earn a stained glass card style. So the first is you have to do three wins to earn, uh, a Vraska. Then you have to do three more wins just for gold. Then another three wins, uh, to earn the Tybalt. And then another three wins to earn gold, and another three wins to earn. Oh my. Uh, Let's see, who's the last one? Oh, Jace. Jace. This is a lot of wins. A lot of winnings required. It's a lot of wins, and it's like I said, it's a lot of randomness. So we will have some some grinding and some frustration there. Um, cool. They had the they added the basic land filter. I have not used that because I'm not really interested in that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so once again I, I think this is kind of minimal uh uh updates here. we've got a lot more cosmetics and you can, of course you can buy some of these uh uh new um uh stained glass styles those will be available as well as in in the storefront there um so all in all, not really uh anything really too too ground shaking here uh, as okay. far as the arena um I guess the the other parts of this, the other side of the coin is here. Uh, over the weekend, this past weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, they did have the the Mystic Championship qualifier uh, on Arena, and this was the top uh, top players who were in the the top what was it the top uh, I want to say top 1,000 was it? Oh gosh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember now. It's been anyway. It was the top players from Arena plus several other. Uh, pros and other selected people to to compete. And, yeah, the other, uh,
0: other selected, I like it.
1: <laughs> yes, other selected. Uh, <laughs> and this was the first time they did this Mystic Championship qualifier. And the, the winner of this qualifier would go on to, I believe it's uh, Las Vegas. Uh, um, they win a seat there at that event. It's coming up. Um, so to give you a, a quick breakdown on on those deck lists, uh, the top eight deck lists so, so Mono Red, taken, uh, about 17%. Wow. Very nice. similar. All those, all these Mono uh, Red decks seem very similar.
0: They're almost company. all identical. Yeah. Yeah. Which I,
1: I, I like Mono Red. I, I don't like that it's just kind of it's all generic. the same. Yeah. Uh, you're
0: exactly kind of, right. I
1: thought that's a little sad personally, but, um, Kai kind of, Planeswalkers, nine percent. Uh mid midrange, nine percent. Is it Phoenix? Uh eight percent, Esper Hero, eight percent, uh four color dreadhorde, uh eight percent. Um and then the rest kind of breaks down under eight percent. got Esper Control, Bant Midrange, Esper Planeswalkers, uh a bunch of just random others and the the lowest well there's a bunch of ones in the very low category. Uh, including, at 1.7%, including Bant Nexus, Altai Dreadhorde, Golgari Midrange, uh, and Mono-White Aggro. Uh, okay. I guess probably the most important thing out of that was the, the first place person, uh, Matthew Stein, did uh, Bant Nexus. Uh, so he had, um, <coughs> excuse me, Green, White, uh, Blue. I guess it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the band color colors. Yeah, so we had some heavy on the Planeswalkers, Tamiyo, Teferis, multiple Teferis of different types, the Hero of Dominaria and Teferi the Time Raveler. Man, I hate uh, that featured... the Dominaria one. Oh, it's really a pain. So
0: annoying, I think.
1: Uh, so and then of uh, I got I'm not I'm not fond of the whole Nexus of Fate either. Uh personally, mm-hmm. uh, the whole taking another turn and just spiraling out of control with that. Gets out of hand.
0: It's I, uh, annoying to play against, very annoying.
1: It's super annoying. I, I, yeah. I'm not not keen on it, but yeah. but anyway, so congratulations to Matthew Stein. He is first place.
0: Wow. Well, very good. Very good. I don't have any uh, special sort of specific news, other than uh, I've been kind of keeping tabs on some of the box prices as well as he, my, Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, well, speaking about players, I know you had some things to talk about as far as players and qualifiers and some I, magic letters that do not abbreviate to anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure if we wanted to sort of go into that. I, I know that. Um, we we have talked before about sort of the as, as Andy was just re- referring to we had the uh, pro players and the invitees and um yeah. that's that's caused a little bit of uh, problems or I should say a, a bit of a rift in some of the uh, some of the uh, I guess professional magic players they've We've had uh oh god, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the one guy that uh just left. He just uh mm-hmm. gave he just forfeited and um, left the scene and yep. um and um then we've had some that have been kicked out, but <laughs> so that we've yeah. discussed in detail as well. <laughs> <to see. Yeah. laughs> so probably don't need to revisit that. But um I I was recently looking at the um the uh, career, uh, I guess, uh, peak rating for the MPL members. And uh, so the the top MPL players uh, have very similar ratings. This rating is called an ELO, and the ELO is is a rating system that is used to essentially rank players. And uh, I I know it's very commonly used in things like League of Legends and... um, uh, Hearthstone and, and and essentially any online game that you play has an ELO. Uh, that's how you whenever you play any ranked game, that's how the, your ranking is determined. And uh, we were wondering what that stood stood for, but apparently ELO doesn't stand for anything. So yeah, <laughs> it, so it's, uh, it's, you're not missing a, anything. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a rating system uh, meant for calculating the skill level of, of of players relative to each other in games of skill like chess and. Uh, it's named after a guy named Arpad Elo. So uh, he's the inventor of the Elo system. So uh it's a little bit of trivia there. But Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I I never had heard the term Elo. I I guess I never really either paid attention or 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 really picked up on it. But
0: I, I've heard of it mostly in reference to uh uh like uh League of Legends and things. Have you ever heard the term Elo hell when you're when you're stuck in Elo hell? It's uh I
1: I've seen the term but I, I guess I never
0: really it's sort of Thought just a it. way to refer to yourself being trapped with all the other terrible players. And in a team game like that, when your team is bad, you're going to lose a lot of games. So you sort of get trapped in ELOL because you, you're stuck with other players who are of poor skill level and you can't climb your way out. Um, okay. kinda like a, a, kind of like, have you ever heard the term a bucket of crabs? Man. No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> this is this is a, a new one. crabs! <laughs> yeah, this is a new one that uh, that I heard of. That was like I heard this earlier this week, and I was like, "Wow, this is hilarious!" And <laughs> and uh, it was it was in reference to um oh gosh, it was uh, apparently uh the story started off with. uh a, 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 a guy walking by, a fisherman, and uh, mm-hmm. had, had a, he had a bucket of crabs, and the fisherman or the, the 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 guy walking by, you know, looked into this bucket. There was no lid. There was a bunch of yeah. crabs in this bucket, no lid on the bucket. Sure. And so he asked the fisherman, he's like, why do you, why don't you put a lid on this bucket of crabs? And yeah. he said, I don't need to. And, and he said, well, why is that? He said, well, what happens is. When one crab starts to uh climb high and do well, all the other crabs pull him back down <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bucket of crabs is uh, sort of a a funny reference to um to uh, uh any any group of people that um essentially are more interested in bringing others down than uh, improving themselves so <laughs> that's funny i never heard that term i i heard it earlier this week i thought it was really kind of a funny uh kind of a funny term and and um but uh it, and it, it's uh it, it's apparently it's a more common term used to reference people that are uh of the of the heavy victimhood mentality so i guess oh, okay. you have to, you, you, it's almost like who who gets to claim the higher victim status you know it's like oh my goodness i'm you know, I, you know, I, I'm a woman. You're like, well, that's nice, but I'm black. That's nice, but I'm gay and black. You, you know, it's oh, so, so, so sort of, so sort of a funny, a funny thing where it's like the, the, the person that's most put upon wins, wins the, uh, the contest, so to speak. Okay. But, but um, well, I, I thought it was kind of a funny term. <laughs> 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 a bucket of crabs. Hmm. But, uh, I, I
1: like the, the definition here, according to uh, Wikipedia as well. The The metaphor re- refers to a b- the pattern of behavior noted in crabs when they are trapped in a bucket. While any one crab could easily escape, its efforts will be undermined by others, ensuring the group's collective demise. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
0: So now, uh, now you know a funny new term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I uh, feel like that all every day. <laughs> I'm fucking the bucket. <laughs> so that's that's when you get trapped in ELO hell. It's like you keep getting dragged down by the by the bad players, <laughs> surrounded by the crabbies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. So they have uh, this list of career ELO ratings for uh, MPL members, and as a general rule, they're all relatively close. And um, until you get to the bottom, and uh, you have uh, Jessica Estefan and this uh, savage, and, uh, and uh, so to give you a sense for perspective, the third from the bottom is a guy named Lucas Bertude, and his yellow rating is about 2,100, and uh, maybe, yeah, about 2,100 or so, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, let's see, yeah, Lucas Bertude. yeah, a little more than 2,000. So now we, when we drop down to see Jessica Estefan, she, she is 16 uh, something. Around 1600. Like. So uh, when you look at the graph, essentially you come across a scenario where the third from the bottom player will, is so ranked highly above the second from the bottom that he should win 75% of all games they play. And uh, the, the argument is that uh, this, again, doesn't, doesn't relate to skill, which is sort of counter to, I guess, what the MPL was originally founded on, which was basically supposed to be the best of the best. So, um, you know, you all have people that are within 50 points of each other, and then all of a sudden you've got a massive gap between, between players. And um, a lot of the pros have been very aggravated at this. At this, and uh, I guess opening up of the MPL to non-skilled players, or I shouldn't say non-skilled. It's just a, a, of of a level of play that has not proven themselves to be at this level. They,
1: yeah, they haven't had. Um, they don't have
0: that ranking exactly. So that's led to a lot of frustration. And, um, you know, and on the plus side, I, I, you know, it's like we, we talked about before. I kind of understand why Wizards wants to do this. You know, I understand why they want to have like a savage because he's a huge Hearthstone streamer. So they can get a lot of new eyeballs on magic by having someone like sure. him play. Sure. Wizards is not interested in professional play. They're interested in making money and advertising. So the way they do that is by having players that have a following play the game. So, yeah. you know, and again, we've just talked about this before. That's not a problem. In fact, that's probably a laudable goal. You probably want your game to be accessible to the masses. You want the, You want yeah. the more people to see it. You want people who've never played the game before to see it and think that game looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, um I think the problem, realistically, is not that they're trying to promote the game. They should be promoting the game. The problem is that they're trying to sprinkle in game promotion and professional-level play at the same time. And I don't think you can effectively do that. No, no. Uh, so, I mean, none of these players have I heard of. I mean, I've heard of William Jensen, who's ranked number one. I've heard of Brad Nelson. Yep, heard of but, him. But uh, I have not heard of the third player, Brian brown Duin. I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of, like, Mike Sigrist. Uh, you know, I haven't heard a lot of these people. Ben Stark sounds like someone from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he is uh... a... <laughs> cousin (laughs) winter winter is coming yeah yeah so i I understand from you know professional players are not streamers they're not particularly photogenic they have no interest in promoting magic Mm -hmm. they want to play and they want to win these are not people that are fun to pull fun to watch play yeah you know so i understand why wizards is like geez, good lord we've got to spice this up somehow (laughs) you know but um but I can also understand when you are the professional player. You're like, "What is happening? Why is this happening? This is ridiculous." Yeah. So, um, so I understand both the gamer frustration, but I also understand uh, Wizard's standpoint as well. So I think they could have easily fixed this just by having an invitational, an invitational tournament of anyone they want, skill not required. They could be streamers. They could be, you know, they could be anything that they want. You know, so I, I, I feel that would have fixed this problem. But again, Wizards has no common sense when it comes to these things. So the thing that makes sense is not what they're going to do. No. So, yeah, frustrating. They're going to
1: try to have the, the cake and eat it too. Exactly. Yeah. That is uh,
0: un- unfortunately,
1: that some of the little crabbies got into the cake. <laughs> and like, exactly.
0: You know, started like hauling <laughs>
1: some of the chunks away. <laughs> Exactly. No one wants a crab cake. Well, actually,
0: a crab cake would be good, but not in this sense. <laughs> exactly. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> so, pretty funny.
1: But it is interesting, the the little ELL chart, and I'll, I'll post that
0: online as well for everyone
1: to take a look at just to it, see how.
0: It really is that, way better to look at than to hear people discuss. Because when you look at it, you're like, good Lord, there's a gap there it's, it's profound, you know? Yeah. It really it, makes it more obvious. It's almost like comparing a CEO salary to, you know, the McDonald's worker, you know, it's like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with either. But when you look at the money graph, you're like, holy cow, is that? You is can really see it. Yeah. It's a monstrously disparate graph there. And when you're looking at these Elo ratings, you're just like thinking the same thing. You're like, holy cow. Oh, that yeah. is blatantly, obviously different levels of skill there. So, but, um, but yeah, so that was that. So you were mentioning, uh, about sealed products, some, so, some updates yeah. there. So, uh, as, as, is my my, my typical habit, I do try to pay attention to box prices and, um, uh, of interest. I know we've talked about it before, but, uh, the conspiracy two boxes continue to climb. They are, uh, now <laughs> surpassing the $200 mark and, uh, And now the sales of those are uh, in the two twenties to two forties, so we're reaching uh, master's level uh, prices on some of those boxes. So uh, they uh, again uh, they just seem to be uh, on the up and up, and um, it seems like uh, and and we talked about this before. And I don't know how long this is going to last, and I I don't know if it's just due to more people interested in the game, but sealed booster box prices are just up across the board. So, uh, okay. I mean, even uh, relatively recent releases like, um, oh, um, what the heck is that? The the, uh, the Battle Bond, you know, Battle the, Bond, yeah. Battle Bond is up to I want to say 180 now. And oh wow! That's a very recent release. I mean, I remember buying those boxes for eighty, eighty four bucks, something like that. So wow, uh, sitting on a couple of them. So I'm I'm kind of waiting. I, I feel like they're still going to climb. So yeah. I'm just going to sit and wait. And um, Um, but essentially almost all boxes are are just creeping up. And um, yeah, really sort of a surprising, surprising thing. Recently, you know, very recently out of print boxes, the Dominaria boxes are 120. You know, and and, you know what, like two months ago. uh, Yeah, two months ago, these things were you could have I could have these for like 80 bucks you know so wow,
1: that's we're, significant. We're,
0: it is a really rapid uh rapid increase in a relatively short period of time yeah. the um, ultimate masters booster boxes are uh, are hitting almost 500 so um they're up there already the um i'm i'm pleasantly surprised the ravnica Allegiance uh, mythic uh <laughs> the mythic <laughs> <City> edition uh, <laughs> they're um They're uh, they're solidly in the 350s now, so um, uh, 350 seems to be the low for that box, and uh, which is nice. I know we're sitting on one of those, so we're we're slowly slowly creeping up. Um, Already, the uh, Modern Horizons boxes are selling for more than more than recent Masters boxes have sold for. So I don't know if you've noticed that, but. The uh, modern horizons uh, are essentially pre-selling for uh, in the in the low two hundreds. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, two fifteen approximately. So um, that's pretty uh, that's a pretty aggressive price. Uh, Imagine uh, so. Put this in perspective. You remember after the release of iconic, how
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how uh, how poorly iconic masters did. Uh, I remember buying boxes for in the 130s. So I want to say 130, 133, 127. Um, They are just now starting to creep back up, but um, to have them be so valuable upon release in a non-limited format is uh, impressive, uh, to say the least. So, and um, I I think partially it's the hype train. You know, everybody's real excited about the new stuff. It's so funny. The hype for War of the Spark is over and now we're in like modern <laughs> horizons and it is extreme you know it's it's so funny like how how powerful the hype train is it is like a m- locomotive that once it starts it's like a, a train that doesn't slowly start up and slowly decelerate mm-hmm. it's like a train that's like a bullet train you yeah. know it's like it's on or it's off i mean you either read or hear about it all day or not at all mm-hmm. and uh, i think it sort of a strange thing like the, the the amount of hype that gets pumped into these sets
1: it, it is it, it seems so
0: so sudden I, I guess like I mean we yeah. we
1: just had a uh, word of the spark release what was it uh, middle of um, okay. uh, April so recent, yes, yeah so middle recent. of April uh, and um, you know already now modern horizons is coming out early June so you know, not even you know about two months, a little less than two months. Um, yeah, it just seems like you're they're they're almost at risk of um, like hype burnout. Yeah, a little burnout, but what's the what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, cannibalizing their their own product a little bit. Uh,
0: yeah, you're right about that. I think that's part of the reason that they uh, have changed their uh, the way. Uh, cards are released that they they have what's called an allocation period now mm-hmm. uh, they have done this ever since um, oh golly I want to say uh, Ravnica uh not the Allegiance what's the one right before that not oh, Ravnica yeah. Allegiance Guilds um, uh, Guild, of Ravnica Guilds so of Ravnica so yeah I want to say Guilds of Ravnica was I believe the first actually it might have been I take that back. I think it might have been Dominaria and um, um, M19 that they mm-hmm. had a, um, uh, an allocation period. And allocation periods are when Wizards es- essentially trickles out their product. They, um, they do not release it en masse until a month after release. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the sake of argument... War of the Spark is still on allocation, meaning it's somewhat hard to get right okay. now. Um, however, the floodgates are about to open. So right as the next set gets released, baboosh, the, the huge, huge pallets of, of sealed product mm-hmm. start, uh, start getting disseminated. But prior to that, uh, they are not. And because of that, it keeps the prices artificially high. Sure. Um, the more the spark prices are artificially artificially high, it, it it does that to help the uh, the sales. It helps smooth out the sales. Um, it helps. I think it helps the stores. I think it helps resellers. It helps mass mm-hmm. box openers. It sort of greases the wheels of a release uh, okay. and prevents and prevents instantaneous destruction of all the value of the cards inside. <laughs> so. Um, Mm. Uh, so for the sake of argument like you know how pre-release prices are always so much higher Mm -hmm. and you know how they always used to go down the toilet instantly upon release Sure. you know now they drop about 30% on release but about two months after release they drop about 70% in value and that's when when the allocation period ends so that's when you all of a sudden get a massive quantity of uh, sealed product available So um, it's intentional and it it seems to be working. So I think they will continue to do that. So Modern Horizons is going to go through the same exact process. It'll have an allocation period where for the first two months it gets trickled out. And um, I think actually supply is going to be really tight on uh, Modern Horizons initially. And I think that will keep those prices high for a little while. If you are opening Modern Horizons packs and you have cards that have never before been seen, like you know Urza and Yagmoth and Serban, I would yeah. highly recommend selling those cards into this strength. Uh, the the once the allocation period is over, they will not retain such a high level of value, and I think the the level of value is going to be artificially higher than even the artificial inflation because I hmm. think that. Um, the um, original pre-order levels were low. So I think what happened was people were of the opinion that, oh, the set's going to be really weak, it's not very exciting, and the very important words that really turns people off when they start thinking about, do I want to buy this product, is that it is what I called a print-to-demand product. So when people see print-to-demand and they think, this set is going to be weak, there's nothing in it I'm going to want. What they do is they don't pre-order. So when you're a store that has to, that has to get your order in three months in advance and your pre-order levels are pretty low, you're not going to buy a boatload of product, especially a product that's more expensive than a normal product. So these boxes cost the stores more. So they they cost everybody more, you know? So when you're the store, you're not going to sit there and think, well, I've I've pre-sold three boxes. Let me order 20. You're going to be like, let me order six, you know? Yeah. So then what happened, in, in particular in this situation, the, uh, the pre-orders were underdone. Now people realize they're like, whoa, the set is powerful. There's good stuff in it. The flavor is banging. The land cycle is off the chain. So people are like, I must have Modern Horizons. I need yeah. it. And, and now the problem is there's not a lot of it to go around there will not be as much of it as, as we need to go around in order to drop the prices. So these prices will be really high for single um, release. So uh, I would uh, sell them. Uh, I would definitely uh, sell a- anything you get of value, especially in the short term.
1: So do you think it's worth then waiting until, what, a month or so, a little bit more after to actually buy your box?
0: Uh, yeah, three months. After it goes, yeah, after it goes off allocation, that's when you're going to want to start uh, picking up, and that's when the singles will get cheaper too. So it's almost right when the hype train dies is is almost the moment when you want to start picking up uh, picking up these things. I guess that'll be right in time for uh, what's it what's it whatever now? is coming M
1: twenty five whatever the next M one is corset thing.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Whatever is coming next. That's when, that's when these cards are going to get cheaper. So. Yeah. Hmm. Have you looked at some of these spoilers yourself? I have. I've
1: been, I've been reading the spoilers daily. I've, I've <laughs> been watching the train driving by.
0: <laughs> You're like, I am on the bullet train. I am hyped up. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I've got to tell you,
0: I'm loving, the, I'm loving the flavor. I love the flavor of this, of this uh, Modern Horizons. It, a lot of it harkens back to cool old stuff. And moderately old stuff, you know, yeah. in familiar faces, familiar names, you know, familiar mechanics, and uh, I'm loving it. I, I, I'm loving a lot of this stuff. So and I, I see some really interesting cards that I want to have for my own collection. And um, I don't know what your thoughts are, but uh, do you have, a, have you looked and seen, like, do you have something that you're particularly interested in? Now, now I, I have not looked at the value of these cards. I do not know anything about what the expected prices are going to be. I feel it's too early for that, and I really don't engage too much in that during pre-release season. But um, I do like to look at the cards and think, what do I want to
1: have? And, uh, absolutely. I, I think the same thing. I, I think you're right. I think it's it's a little early to speculate on the prices, although we, we can make some judgments, I think, with some confidence about certain cars that are going to be worth money, i.e. the lands. Yeah. Um, Especially but, initially. Uh,
0: when you crack them, sell them, because they'll be cheaper later. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: totally agree. I like the, the callback to... to you know, some of these older cards, some of the older flavor, uh, you know, some of these legends actually getting cards. Um, I like the idea that we're, we're seeing a lot of mechanics from past sets added in here.
0: Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Like, it's we have a, a, a
1: long time. And it's, I wonder if that's just going to be a little weird to have so many different styles of mechanics all together.
0: You know, but, I, I think it would be if you were drafting it. It would be hard to do, but um, I mean, we're seeing stuff from all across the board. We're seeing
1: from level up
0: to oh my god, it's all vanishing, vanishing,
1: vanishing. God, vanishing yeah. is from forever ago. Absolutely. Um,
0: you know what else? Oh, um, tons of tons of retrace was in there. A kicker making, in there. I'm pretty sure
1: Kicker, flashback.
0: Oh, yeah, splice it. Splice onto sorcer instant or sorcery.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, entwine. Entwine. Monstrosity. monstrosity. We're having it like seen a seen lot. It all. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing a lot. So. Uh hellbent, you know, changeling, you know, all kinds of things, all, all so. sorts of stuff. So, which is
1: which is good, I think. All the the variety is good. I mean, yeah, changelings—that's another unusual
0: one to see, and and quite a few of those as well. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yep. Uh-huh. I see Outlast. I see Threshold. I mean, yeah. it's like a Scry. It's like across the board.
1: It's Echo. really
0: a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So
1: it's crazy. I mean, I think the big things coming out of this, the the things, you know, I think it's fairly, you know, easy to to to, to spot some some things of note. The um, we talked about it a little before, but snow covered lands, or, or just the idea of snow snow stuff, yep. um, you know, that's gonna that's on the rise. That's something very new about this that we we kind of uh, prophesized a while ago. But the, the snow covered lands are are back. Full art snow covered lands. We're seeing. I think we're just starting to see now in the spoilers things related to snow, other supplemental cards related to snow. Um, what was the one? Dead of Winter, I think, was just. I think that's the yeah, uh, yeah, that's the only one I remember having seen. Yeah. Yes, that's. Um, I think it's minus, minus X minus X for a number of uh, snow snow-covered lands. What was it? Trying to remember. Uh,
0: snow permanence.
1: Snow permanence. Yeah. yeah. So we, we see that. Uh, another kind of fun, at least flavor one, was On Thin Ice, uh, exile, which was kind of like Chain to the Rocks, I think it was called. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, exile Tiger, Creature, in a, uh, an Opponent Controls until On Thin Ice leaves the battlefield. So we've definitely seen uh, snow-covered things, whether that's going to be anything significant to that, as far as other significant related cards, or a reason why you should start throwing snow-covered lands or creatures or permanents. Into your decks, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, but we have seen in uh, kind of leading up to this, and this has been going on for a little while now, that the uh, snow-covered lands in general, harkening back to Ice Age and, and whatnot, uh, have been on the rise so yeah. price-wise. So I think it looks like right now snow-covered mountains are actually the most expensive um, snow-covered okay. lands of okay. old at about $3 okay, um, which is you know somewhat interesting,
0: considering that's quite old <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, i I think partially that was done to to bulk up the value of 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 the packs you know i think they're they're you know wizards i think try they say they don't pay that much attention to the secondary market, but obviously that's wrong, so they they do obviously yeah. do so um, they, you know they're they I think it's just to kind of continue bulking up the the value of these packs a little bit. So, yeah, you know, to make it a 6 a $6 pack or a $7 pack. Yeah, that
1: is something that's to keep in mind here. This isn't the the average costing pack. This is a
0: more expensive pack. Yeah. Um and I, I think unfortunately as as god, I think as I predicted like half a year ago easy this yep. is the direction that they're going to want to move. Yep. In. They're going to want to move as, as I think paper is being a premium product that is costlier, um, and I, I think I think that's their end goal. Is like, yeah, we'll keep printing paper as long as you keep buying it totally, at higher prices, totally up the prices. Yeah, so I think paper uh-huh. is going to become the more premium way to play, um, at least cost wise. So, which is uh, obviously, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't want to pay more. <laughs> I, I am not a fan of that. So uh, But um I guess yeah. Things, yeah, like um
1: uh so snow covered lands, like I said, more changelings, that kind of creature type. Um we're seeing um what's the other thing? A couple a lot more legendary creatures and some some new ones, some sort of callbacks to old ones, some reprints.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely think, some exciting callbacks too. Yeah, and I, I
1: think it's just fun too. The there's now a legendary creature bear. <laughs> uh, oh, you is low- there a
0: legendary b- Oh, that's yeah, okay, a legendary yeah.
1: bear now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not,
1: not too bad of a bear. Um Speaking of the bears. what else? Uh as we mentioned the lands. So what did you the um are they yeah.
0: uh, are they called pain lands is that the right one for these uh, ones? I think I think they're calling them horizon lands.
1: Horizon land. So it's-
0: basically <laughs> they are um uh, they're allied uh, I guess there are uh, enemy colors. Enemy colors, I should yeah. say. Yeah,
1: there's enemy uh, and some allied colors. Let's say, yeah, hot. there's some allied in there as well. I thought. I um, think
0: red and white is the only allied color. Yeah, I Sun think. So they can
1: And most of these are all pay one life. For example, for example, silent clearing, pay one life, add a white or black. One colorless
0: and tap, sacrifice it to draw a card, and they're all basically like that. Yep, um, and they they come into play untapped, it. so these cards are bomb. I mean these these lands are going to be necessary. It, it, and that's going to sell these boxes like hot cakes. These yeah. lands will be necessary for modern period. Yep. so uh, you will be using them, and they're like regular pain lands, but you get to draw a card with them by sacking them late game. I mean, great. Yeah, these, these, these cards are going to be played. So.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big, big
0: thing in here. We do have some
1: new planeswalkers. Uh, that's interesting. Excited about the sliver
0: return. Well, I think that, and that's the last big thing, I think. This, the return of the slivers.
1: Yeah. And...
0: I'm loving some of these slivers. This freaking cloud shredder sliver is awesome. He's a one red and one white, and he's a one-one. Slivers you control have flying and haste.
1: Wow! That's
0: I mean, I have a sliver amazing. deck that has like a three mana red sliver just to get the haste part, just so I can tap them down <laughs> to get mana right away, like a yeah. mana sliver or whatever. This guy gives flying oh, yeah, the and haste. Of, wow! That is that is amazing. Flying and haste, my word! Oh, yeah. So very powerful. You know what is also better? I'm like, finally, they freaking got religion on this. They made slivers look like. Frickin' slivers instead of humanoid slivers. For God's sake, those humanoid yeah. slivers were crazy stupid looking. <laughs> so it's like the sliver looks needs to look like a little pokey thing. It doesn't need to look like a human. So, yeah, it should be like a little pokey alien looking thing. Exactly. So mm. that that's exciting. Seeing the slivers, very exciting. Seeing some of the flavor stuff like the ponder mage, the,
1: the yeah. stream
0: of thought. There's a lot of good. A lot of good uh, good flavor in this stuff. And we're seeing a lot of things. You know, Urza's got his own card. Yagamas finally got a card. Yep. You know, yep. I will say, Yagamas is pretty banging, too. Yagamas is pretty um, good. He's got a sacrifice effect that doesn't require mana payment. Yeah. A- anytime you see that, that card's got mm-hmm. broken shenanigans all over it. And Urza. Urza's here, too. Yep. Urza's not as awesome as Yagamas, I will say. Yagamas is... uh Definitely the beater. Great, yeah. yeah. But um, some interesting stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. If you had to pick one card that you want personally for your deck, do you think you have a a, a one card that you could pick? You
1: know, it's so hard to pick. I mean, these cards are There's a lot so of good many cards. great ones in here. Uh, you know, if I, I was just to, to kind of pick, and I don't know if I, I I'd really have to, to analyze the the whole list to to really say, you know. This is the card I need to have. But mm-hmm. uh, just just going off some sheer, uh, you know, kind of looking at it. I, I like the Hex Drinker. Uh, I got to say, he's, I think it's... I love I the level he, up. As a I, yeah, player. I think he's the only level up guy on here. He's one mana. He levels up to get protection from instance, and he levels up from protection from everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah it's pretty good. good. And his level he, up is only one. There's so, only one to
1: level him up. Pretty so, good. So
0: pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty fun. I tell you, if I had to pick one card that I want, and I want four of, it's the, uh, the Unbound Flourishing. I don't know if you've seen that one. It doesn't seem exciting at first, but then you're like, damn, that's awesome. It's, um, it's, it's three mana enchantment. It's green. Unfortunately, it's mythic rare, so it's probably going to no cost. It's whenever you cast a permanent that has X in it, double the value of X. All right. Which is all of your hydras, all of your X creatures, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So,
0: booya! So if you have, if you were gonna have like a six-six Hydra, you now got a twelve-twelve Hydra. Yeah. So, but the other part's even more bomby. It says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell or activate an ability, if yeah, that that's spell's mana cost is X, copy that spell or ability and you choose new targets.
1: That's huge.
0: So if you're like got a disintegrate or a fireball, you, if you've got like a five damage fireball. You now have two five damage fireballs, and yeah. this is not a one time effect. This is an enchantment. This is going to stay out there all game, man. That like, is I, huge. I am loving this card. Huge. I am. I am. Can't wait to build around this card. This card is so awesome.
1: It is There's, amazing. A little yeah.
0: bit of green mana ramp, a little bit of uh, green for this Unbound Flourishing, and then all red stuff and red maybe burn some, and maybe some, yeah, X. Uh, we could go Hydras, too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some Hydras, Yeah. I mean, just awesome. I, yeah, I'm, that I'm is pretty cool. So uh, That's probably my my favorite. Again, I have no idea what it's going to cost, but um, I also love the freaking rune mother. They're bringing her back. I don't know if you saw yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I saw basically the same thing as the mother of runes. Now it's the, the giver is, of runes. She's actually
0: better because she gives protection from colorless as well. The mother of runes gives protection from a color of your choice, the giver. Oh, she is a little better. Colors or colorless, so she's actually better. I love me some Mother of Runes. I mean, I don't know how yeah. many annoying things I've done with her over the years. Super annoying. Yeah. I know you've been on the receiving end historically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that stuff. Mm. So I, I just lo- I love the flavor. I love the flavor callbacks. I love how there's like, there's an oaf in there. There's yeah, the was a yeah. fair oaf. I love that there's Urza and Sarah and Yagamuth. It's like, man, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I love this stuff. So, yeah. Really really of, fun looking set here. Yeah.
1: I think <laughs> once once the the full spoiler is out, we'll maybe do our our pre-picks. Absolutely
0: uh, for for uh, the value. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um I guess it's probably time I, I do have a pick for the week and um it it's uh it's it's based on War of the Spark just because again some of the extreme hype train is starting to is starting to fall down and the prices are starting to settle a little bit. And yeah. um I do have a favorite card for uh for pickup and uh, it's relatively inexpensive, so it's it's one that uh is is, is easily acquired.
1: Okay. It, it
0: is a it is a three mana rare. And it is a Planeswalker, of course. It's the Domri Anarch of Bolas. And um, yeah, yeah. he's a red, and green, and a, and a colorless, or a, a void, I should say, their new void mana. But, um, and he, his, a, he has an anthem effect, and it says creatures you control, plus one, plus oh, so that's his, his he's got an anthem ability. Mm-hmm. He's, his plus ability says add a red or a green, and spells you cast this turn can't be countered. Awesome. So, or yeah. You cast yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's great. So, I love that he's a mana ramp. He, he's what you want, and, and he makes your stuff uncounterable. He gives you a plus one, plus zero anthem, and also he allows his, his minus two ability allows a creature you control to fight a creature you don't control. So, he's kind of got pseudo removal. So, he beefs up your creatures. <laughs> he gives you mana ramp and he lets you fight and he's not expensive he's 3 mana so and he's like a buck right now so he's like a wow. yeah he is like for i think for like a dollar 18 he, he I, I man i i think all it's going to take is a little bit of green like for example this mono red burn is like really pretty heavy right now yep. i could see i could see a nice little switch taking place where it becomes green red ramp you know mm-hmm. or a green red like um you know, uh, what's the the gruel or something like I yeah, I'll take really. is some little card that's just nice and juicy for green and or red that that puts this over the top, some super mana efficient creature or something that um you know like a five mana guy that you bring out on turn four because of Domery. yeah, and he ends games, you know so, Yeah,
1: that's that
0: sounds pretty good, good, so Hmm. Huh. It's it's almost everything you want in one of those kinds of decks. I mean, the anthem is great, the fighting is great, the the ramp, mana ramp is great. Good, good, good. And uh, it's on a planeswalker body. Awesome. So that that's my pick. So that's that's where I would put my money. And oh. uh, I've, I've started to build a little position in those as well already. So okay, I started sucking them in at a dollar and eight, I believe. So I think wow. they're about a buck eighteen now. So. But uh, still good. Anything below, gosh, I think anything below a buck fifty is, is, is gobble territory on these. I'm, I'm, I'll yeah. back truck up on this all day.
1: Wow, it's you know it's always just kind of uh, amazing. I think that you know these plain planes walkers when they first came out, and for a long time, you know, they were always you know a little pricier than than normal. You know, uh, you know maybe five dollars minimum. Yeah, and now it's just. Across the board, you know, we've seen Planeswalker prices, you know, drop, you know. It seems almost like weird, you know, to have Planeswalkers,
0: you know, going for like a dollar or so. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's sort of a funny thing, you know, I... I uh, it is sort of funny. I do feel the Planeswalker awesomeness is slightly cheapened by War of the Spark because there are now so many. But um, Exactly. That definitely is an it, effect. Yeah. But um you know, I guess it can't be helped. Wizards wanted to tap that well, so uh, you know, eventually they, they would. You know, it's just a yeah, you know, just a just a matter of time. time. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. So very cool. I don't
1: have any uh, buy recommendations, but I do have some sell recommendations. Oh, excellent! Uh, this is the time to to sell on some things. Um, you know, if you're looking in as far as standard stuff to sell, I mean, the the teferis are always good to to get rid of. I, I mean, any of the the um, uh, Hero of Dominaria is is definitely one to sell. I've been selling a lot lately here uh he's a good one um uh, karn as usual is he's on the rise karn the great creator is it was a is a pick to get rid of um some kind of lesser known rares that are are have been rising here the uh, the wayward swordtooth he, he's on the rise uh from
0: Rival wow oh, let's see i don't even remember that one
1: yeah not terribly notable but um Uh, definitely there but i I guess the the ones that i'd really like to make note of here for you to sell and we we talked about it earlier is the slivers uh and i assume it's due to because of modern horizons sliver prices have jumped all across the board and uh if you have some slivers that you don't want to keep and you want to get rid of them make some bucks uh now is the time. There has been some serious increases on in, in sliver prices. And obviously the the more uh upper end slivers are the ones that are, are seeing the high effects. So we're talking like the sliver legion, uh as well as um, what's the other one? Uh the, the sliver High Lord Hive Lord uh is another one. Um, and even the lesser slivers, to some degree, uh, we're, we're seeing, like, uh, some of these I didn't even, even
0: remember. Oh, my God, uh, the sliver legion, you're not kidding. Oh, it's like 150, I believe. Holy cow, 104 bucks. That's Japanese. Good Lord, 100. 100- Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, we're, we're going, uh, whoa. Uh,
1: even from M, uh,
0: M14. M15, M14, yeah. Uh, we had the bone
1: yeah. size sliver. And the Gale Rider Sliver, I don't even remember the Gale Rider
0: that's Sliver. A, that's the one that gives flying. It's
1: a, flyer. a flying sliver. The you Siphon know. Sliver, he was a Gives Lifelink. Um, you know, all of these slivers have all been going up. Uh, so take a look and see. This is one of the Sliver Hive Lord, as I mentioned. Um, I was very disappointed to see this because of the Sliver Hive. It's gone up too from M15. A LAN. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, it's a land.
0: Oh, yeah. It's that now that up to
1: around $18 or so. Ooh, I remember I had, I had a play set of those, and I sold them, gosh, it's probably been at least six months ago now. And I made, I
0: don't know, maybe $10. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I got a bunch of those. I think I've got, I'm probably sitting on like eight of them. Oh, I think I got them at like two bucks. Yeah, In they fact, were- I'm almost were- positive that was one of my early recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost positive that was like episode four when they were selling for between two and four dollars. So, yeah, the, yeah. uh, wow, the sliver so anything, is amazing. Anything sliver related, take a look. Um,
1: those are, those are ready to go.
0: Wow. I'm going to have to dig through my collection. This sliver legion's got to go. This is, this is this is getting into reprint danger reprint hammer time i i got to unload those before wow we I, I did not realize how how i guess you're right it's probably all relatively recent yeah all this is fairly recent uh, i think we, we saw the rise of this the, the slivers coming
1: back here they have wow. poked up and
0: uh, they have poked up with their little beak things yes the little beak things <laughs> wow I think we're
1: even seeing the, a little bit of rise on the kind of other related things as well. For, to, um, um,
0: oh, some my, of the right. effects. and stuff. So
1: like, for example, the, the sort of feast and famine. And I think some of the other swords, those have always been kind of high, but they're showing a little bit of a spike now because we do have some new swords. Yeah.
0: The two new ones. Uh, yep. like, um, also, uh, yeah.
1: you know, like we said, the, the packs, the pack of negation, um, most notably, and I think there's a couple of new packs in here, or maybe they're reprinted ones. Is it reprinted or is it new? Uh, uh where was it? Um, uh, it is. I
0: think it's a future
1: site, I want to believe. I want to say. Yeah, I want to say there were some packs in this one. Maybe I'm just dreaming on that one. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember how many. in. Maybe more. I might be mistaken on that one. Uh but as we said too, the those canopy lands, so even like the original Horizon canopy is, is on the rise as well. So look back at your collection, look back at some of these older things. Uh particularly the slivers. And yeah, no
0: no joke are, on there,
1: that. Time to, yeah. to start selling on those.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna i I'm gonna dig through with some collection tonight. I'm almost positive I'm sitting on two sliver legions at least. So, I know they're in my sliver deck. I hate to take it apart, but man, at a hundred bucks a card. Ugh, I'm I, I, I can't turn that <laughs> down. I, I my greed level is too high. It's yeah. too high to to and for the amount of times that I get to play. I can't even remember the last time I busted the deck out, so it's yeah. gonna have to get uh ooh boy, that's gonna have to uh take one for the team. I'll have to come yeah, up with a replacement. Absolutely.
1: So for them to head out. Wow. So so yeah, good so deal. Um, good deal. Yeah, absolutely. So by um, what is it, the uh, Domi Anarchabolas?
0: Yeah, Domri Anarchabolas. Anarchabolas. Yeah. And
1: then, like I said, I'll, I'll list them out on the site. But um, sell the slivers, uh, particularly yes, very the five sliver, sliver Hive, Sliver Hive Lord, and the Sliver Legion. Yeah, sell, those sell, three sell. are the ones to go.
0: So nice. sell those, sell those slivers. <laughs> very good. And again, uh, just to re- reiterate, uh, feel free to send us uh, some comments. You can either comment in any uh, of our media forums, or if you want to just send us a private message, that's uh, mtgprofits at gmail.com, and uh, let us know your thoughts. And uh, also, if you have any particular things you want us to talk about as well, if you're uh, interested, or uh, get in on the conversation, uh, we'll, we're, we'll, we'd yeah, love to have more it. picks, or if you have an idea for a topic, we're, we're
1: more yeah. than willing to, to dive into it. So.
0: Absolutely. So check it out.
1: Check it out, definitely. Cool.
0: Well, with it's that, really
1: take a look at these cards and, and uh, pick up some of these picks. And as always, may your picks always be profitable. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Have a good week.